0: Y'all can get back to your seats. How's everyone doing? Who's had a very fast two months? Yeah, Eli is like, yeah, for sure, man. Eli and Cassidy. Is this the first time you've been here since second? What's the first time for me? So it's nice to see you guys. Wow. What am I going to talk about this morning? Well, it's been a wild two months for me. for those of you who don't know me, I'm pretty sure like I'm familiar with everybody in the room. So that's cool. My name is Jonathan. I'm the guy that Christina alluded to that also sits on the discipleship team here at City Beautiful. Um, I have a heart uh, for the church to step into its vocation and to um, to grow together. And um, man, like I mentioned, the last two months, I mean, the last time I was up here, Uh, was a message uh, that I delivered for this series on forgiveness. And it was sort of a a pivot message where we were going from um, learning how to take responsibility for what we own, or to carry our own load, and the pivot was to move towards um, into this work of learning how to carry each other's burdens. And we've been in that part of, of this series for a better part of the last, I'd say, six weeks around, and we've been learning about all kinds of things, but back to my two months that have been absolutely wild. Like, this is new adjective in my vocabulary, and I'm using it for how to describe my life, and that's wild. My life has been absolutely wild for the last uh, two months. Um, So two years ago, my wife and I—we moved down here from Montreal, Quebec, which is my um, where I was born and where I was raised. And I hadn't been back for two years because of COVID circumstances and things like that. And I just flew back here to Orlando on Wednesday night from a two-week trip to go back home and kind of see all the things again, all the things that um, just around the time that I delivered the message on forgiveness. Um, I started sort of grieving the things that I was missing from home. There were a lot of familiar things like, you know, mom's food and my big brother. And I had, my brother had a a daughter, you know, in COVID, so I didn't meet her yet. And then he had one just before we left. So there's a lot of things that I missed, a lot of moments that I missed. And uh, I started grieving for the things that were once familiar that were starting to feel foreign to me. And so, um, you know, it's been a crazy couple weeks to digest, and then that whole hurricane thing, I don't know how you guys do it. It was my first one, but it was it was crazy. My, 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 my in-laws are here today, and we fought some flash flooding early in the morning hours of one of those crazy days where Ian rolled through, and... You know, um, and then I turned on a dime and I got on a plane. I went to Montreal and I left them with all of this stuff to fix in the house. It was, uh, it was quite convenient, um, but a lot, a lot to digest. Um, but I really needed that, that meal made from my mom and to help my big bro be a dad, you know, to give my nieces a bath and feed them, watch Coco Melon and the Wiggles with them, eat poutine. Smoke meat, shishtauk, beaver tails, all the things good French Canadians do, especially catch a good game of hockey um, where we party like French Canadians because we beat Toronto on opening night in Montreal. And that gave me joy and transformed my life because I was a pagan for a couple hours. Anyways. But as I was up in Montreal, I was kind of reflecting on this message. I was reflecting, obviously, on this message. And I almost actually gave up on this message. But it's actually all about not giving up. So then, obviously, I couldn't give up on the message. <laughs> um, but I was reflecting on on the last two years. And um, reflecting on how, like, life has been here. It's been such a big, a huge blessing for my wife and I. We've, uh, we've been so just re-energized by this community. I think, like... We were texting in our community group while I was gone, and just the mere existence of that of the people in our community group just re-energizes me. Knowing that they exist re-energizes me. Um, and that's sort of how life has been over the past two years here. Um, but, you know, thinking about, you know, discipleship and mission and spiritual formation and how we grow to become uh, you know, God's living in local presence here in Orlando, it's deep sometimes. It gets messy, and 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 we have a lot of things to do. Like, my life is kind of fast these days. Work is tough. There's a lot of things going on. I started my own business, which has been great, but then mixed in with all of the things, and I'm sure some of us can relate to this feeling, like life is fast. Life gets tiring, and there's a temptation that kind of looms or lingers around for us to give up on this thing, you know? So are you tempted to give up? Are you tired of this? Do you ever feel like you're kind of laboring in obscurity here in church community? Do you find yourself wondering why being here even matters, like, why does it even matter that you're here? Why does it even matter that you are growing here or giving yourself to this thing? And you're trying to figure out what are the next steps. And that's sort of what the last six weeks has been about. How do we learn how to carry each other's burdens in, um, in this season of life that may be uh, looking a little bit fast for some of us? So we've navigated forgiveness, blessing through prayer. Service in the church. We've talked about marriage and singleness, friendship, mentorship, and maturity when Brie came up and just dropped fire. Listening incarnationally. Life everlasting last week. These are all tools that we can put in our tool shed for this journey. And this series is sort of winding down. We have a couple more weeks, and this year is winding down. So where are we at? as individuals, or where are we at as a community? And so I was thinking about how life can be fast, the last two years, digesting everything, you know, all the grieving, all the this, all the that. And I just pressed into the Lord. I'm tired. I can admit that I'm tired. And I'm not afraid to say that I'm tired, you know. But I know that God calls me into a place when I'm tired to ask him, And to petition to to him. And I just said, Lord, what is, I almost said, I just said dad, you know, anyways. Like, what is the next step? Like, what are you inviting me into? How have you spoken into my heart and shaped me for this next year that we're heading into? I mean, we're heading into a new year, new banner, new vision for our church. It's coming. But where are we at? And I just heard the Lord say to me, can I show my love for you? Will you let me show my love for you? And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into into the message. Heavenly Father, thank you that um, you bring us together to gather in your name and in your presence God, we come here with a lot of things from our weeks, our months, our lives. But you ask us to come empty handed. That all that we could see um, and tune into is your, your presence and your wisdom and your invitation that is happening in real time. That through your spirit, you're speaking words into our hearts. So I pray that today um, would be a day where we remember who you are and who we are invited to be come in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the entire passage of Galatians 6, 1 through 10, which is what we've been doing. I'm just going to read the two verses that we're going to focus on today, and that's Galatians 6, verses 9 and 10. So if you've got your digital Bibles, you can open it up, or it'll be up on the screen. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest the good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Starting with people closest to us in the community of faith. I did that thing with the mic before. He told me to do, but it's okay. I'll try and not move. So in the, I'm going I'm to share an analogy with you that you're probably not familiar with, but it's very familiar to me, It's very personal to me. I grew up snowboarding. I grew up on the mountains, so I'm going to use that kind of analogy right now. But what is Paul saying here when he says, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith? You know, in the construction of various snowboards, they are designed and built with the intention to fulfill very specific purposes and styles on the mountain. And there's big mountain, free ride, there's park, there's park, all the jumps and the rails and all those things. I'm sure you're familiar with that. You've seen the X Games. You guys are Americans. You watch TV, you know, like, it's good. Um, And there's freestyle. There's just freestyle. If you like to just lounge on on the, you know, on the hills and you just go down the hill, up and down the hill, that's it, freestyle. But then there's big mountain riding, like I mentioned. And I was more of like a big mountain kind of rider. And before, when these boards come off the press, they're just kind of demo boards, no design, or just wood. They just come out, and there's like ten planks of wood. Um, the riders actually would get together to test those boards on the mountain, and then sort of come back with feedback, and maybe they need to, like, you know, adjust the little specs here and there, change the construction, so that little things would change in the way the board would respond to the to the rider and what the rider it, And they would make the tweaks in the shop, make the improvements on the board, where then eventually the public would eventually, they would get the chance to benefit from the work done on the back end by these snowboarders. And so this is what Paul is kind of alluding to. Start with the people closest to us, the community of faith. Because Paul is inviting us to orient our lives in the community of faith first. Doing good in here, doing good in here, is work done for everyone's benefit. So why, why does Paul, and I, I, <laughs> I was talking to Ryan about this, why does Paul use preferential language here? Why does he sound, he may be sounding very insular. And it's been used in the past to actually, you know, be insular, but he's not saying that. Why is Paul elevating the church to be an environment of, like, a people of first importance? For you and for me as believers, Paul is saying, start here. I'm moving too much. Start here. Why? You know, Because as a people of faith, as a people of faith, we come to the table empty-handed, said in the prayer, we come to the table empty-handed before strangers and we receive everything we need for the journey in Christ. We come to the table, a reality where past and present can be put into perspective by remembering one single act, the cross of Christ. We come to the table and remember this one single act. And as Ryan shared last week, we taste little bits of heaven right now, in order to receive heaven at the end of time. Our vocation now as followers of Jesus is to harvest the fruit of heaven in this space together. Harvest the fruit of heaven. Let my beloved come into her garden and and taste of her choicest fruits. Like, are we doing this together in order to cross-pollinate God's goodness into the world, Paul is telling them being who you are, being who we are, the church is of first importance. Learning how to be the church is of first importance. So do we need a reminder of who we are? And I want you to stand up. We can get up. It's going to be one of those weird imparting moments. I'm just going to read scripture over you. And I believe that when we read scripture of each other, we impart, I'm imparting this over you into you because sometimes we do need a reminder whether we know or we feel whether it's doing something to us or not or whether we understand what Paul is saying. That's a whole other thing. But we need a reminder who we are. So if you want to open your palms just to receive this impartation of God's word in Ephesians 1, the the, the scripture will be up on the screen. This is who we are. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which is freely given to us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Maybe something sticking out to you in this verse. He could go deeper during the week. Verse 7, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of the sufferings, because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. You may be seated. Thank you for making it through that. But isn't that beautiful? We need that reminder sometimes. And I know that this week um, we'll go deeper into that in our community groups and far as discussing, you know, how that speaks to us. Like, how does that minister to your heart? Knowing that's what you are a part of here in the church, in the community of faith. You know, there is in in around the year 2015, um, I traveled to this region, which is basically center east, far east in France, basically on the border of Switzerland. Um, and I spent some time in a Mennonite Brethren community out there. I learned a lot of things. They're very community-oriented, where you get around the table and you eat great food. You just think about the food that you have in France, on the border of France, it's Switzerland. Think about it, you know? They have this time. Like, I know the Spanish, they love their, you know, siesta time at 3 o'clock. The French have their goutte time. That's snack time. At three o'clock, where they ring the bell of the farm, and everybody just gathers and they put tart flambe in the in, in the oven and they get out their champagne and they get out their little you know bites and then everybody just gathers around and talks for an hour. Or I don't even know, it might be less than that. It feels like an hour because it's so good. It's so good. Anyway, so we we went there. We went we did this. I was there with four brothers and we connected to this church community out there. We met with the pastors and the leaders and the leaders of the community, and we would just, you know, meet them for th- at three o'clock for a gutte, like every day, three days straight. We were there for a week, and we'd sit down and just talk about things. We just talk about things. What's going on in your life? What is God teaching you? What kind of challenges are you facing in your life? And then. The leaders would talk. The pastors would talk. And as I was thinking of this, you know, the question came up to me. It's like, where where are people listening in the spirit together? Like, where are people listening in the spirit together? Like, having conversations in the presence of God and then collaborating in that space together. There's a lot that happens in that space that meets the eye. Like there's so much that happens, and this these conversations that we were having with these pastors and leaders in these areas were just uncovering needs in the community. There were people that were sitting around the table that had friends that had um, that friends of friends, or even straight, they eventually just became strangers. It was like an extended network connection. It was like, well, we know these people that are living in this area that really need help cleaning their house, and they just don't have any time. They have three kids, seven pets, a snake, and like. You know, a dog, and it's just like, they just have no time to clean their life up, clean their apartment up, so they're like, you know what, let's just, let's go check it out. And we ended up just plugging in and helping this family clean their apartment, finding cockroach nests, nests everywhere in their house, and then we repainted their house, and, and it was, it was, all came out of this conversation, these conversations that we were having with believers. So where are people listening in the spirit together? You know, back to our, our series and for the sake of the world. It's almost like we're just reminding ourselves. Like over the past year, we've been through all of these series and just the Lord has just been reinviting us into the same cycles of learning to be followers of Jesus. And in our, in our series, for the sake of the world, we talked about this. We, we spoke about this. You know, how a conversation amongst believers inspires an embodied gospel that blesses an extended community in orbit. This happens in our community. I hear stories about how you meet and you talk and you collaborate and you come together and you bless people in our community, and all of a sudden I got pictures of strangers in my phone who are super happy because they got blessed by a bunch of other strangers who just are gathering together together sharing about what they're going through and maybe what other people in their lives are going through and then we're just blessing people it's just coming out of us and this is this is just a reminder and it's it's cool because we actually land we're landing at the end of the festival of booths in the Jewish tradition and they've they've they ended reading torah, torah as of last Tuesday and restarted it on Wednesday so we're kind of in that Hey, like, we're restarting this year. We're sort of in that same, on that same channel here. Are we thinking about what God is orchestrating, you know, in this community? So when we orient ourselves in the goodness of Christ together, our actions pour out water onto a world that is thirsty for blessing. That should be up on the screen When we orient ourselves in the goodness of Christ together, our actions pour out water onto a world that is thirsty for blessing. So I want you to turn, I want want us to take four minutes here. This is a very practical message. This is not that prophetic. It's very practical. Um, Paul is being very practical here about how we are to participate in, be the church, and uncover what God is doing. I want you to turn to your neighbor and talk about the last time, like, ways that you've seen the church come together to bless the world around her. Like, I, you could do it right now. Right now, we're going to put on some sad music, and <laughs> you could turn to each other and, 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 just, talk, and just talk, just talk, just chat. What was the last time you saw the church bless the world, come together to bless the world around her? It would take four minutes. That sounded too happy. It's good. It's good. I love this stuff. It brings me happiness. All right. Um, we have time because we're, we're kind of winding down here for this message, but does anybody want to share? This wasn't planned. This wasn't planned. But does one person want to share what they talked about? I heard all of you sharing, so... Who's gonna
1: get over their fear? Oh! Hey. Hey. Um, so, our community group, uh, Johnny is in it. If you don't know Johnny, he's amazing. Um, this is a practical way that we've... Like, this church has blessed the world. Um, Johnny's co-worker, uh, her house was destroyed in Ian. And he was like, let's do something about it. And... Uh, our community group just started sending money to him to be sent to her. And a couple people, which I won't name, gave way more money than I was expecting. Um, like, more than I was anticipating. Like, I was like, okay, I'll give a couple bucks, you know, whatever. Um, and someone was like, I'll just give 150. I was like, wow, that's a lot. Um, as uh, you, you can kind of assume we are a you know, young community, right? We don't have a whole lot of money. But we were able to give this lady, it was like 250 bucks, is it more? It's like three hundred? Three hundred and forty dollars. Like just from like a couple people in our group. Um and then we gave it to her in a card and Johnny sent us back a picture of her. And it was cool because it felt like we're so connected, you know, as a group. And when Johnny says this person needs money, like I believe him, you know, and we we're able to be a blessing, you know, for this yeah, that's lady. Good. That's so good. I'll go for another one.
0: I'll go for another one. I was just trying to be the
1: first. Sometimes
0: it just takes one person to come up, and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I have something to
1: say. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how we collected backpacks for... Uh, Orlando Children's Church and how our community did so good at that, like bringing backpacks and things to put in the backpacks so that kids who don't have money could have stuff to go back to school and feel like so excited.
0: It's good. I Just because I like the number three, one more, one more. All right.
1: Hey, Hi, Jonathan. So um, something that Nicole Caro had posted, I don't think I see her today, but um, Nicole Caro had posted that one of her best friends and her daughter, uh, they lost a whole lot of stuff because they live in downtown Orlando, but their whole apartment got And they lost a lot of stuff because of the water damage. And I wasn't able to donate at that time because I had other stuff going on. But um, I saw other people from this community donate. And I checked the GoFundMe page a couple days ago. And she was able to find a new place to live because of um, the money that um, people had donated from our community. And I'm sure, like, some of her relatives and friends as well. And, like, there's obviously still some need that needs to be met. But, like, just for the fact that, like... Nicole was friends with this girl that lost a lot of stuff, like, we just said, okay, and that, I just love that about our community.
0: That's good. That's good. It's back here. Yeah. So, you know, as we head towards, like, the end of this series and the end of this year, and I know a bunch of our leaders got together, I was up in Montreal during that time when our leaders got together just to hear from the Lord and sort of draw up some of the things that maybe we've been discerning, what is God inviting us into for the next calendar year, and then we'll have a new banner for the year. But our this past year's banner, it's not over this year, guys, just in case you were wondering, it's not over. We're still under this banner, from the throne flows a river of renewal. And it's always in the back of my mind, no matter how fast life gets, no matter how crazy my rhythms get, the worship team can come back up and kind of... Play on the strings if you guys want. Anyways. Um, it's, it's good to always keep one eye on the kingdom. And this is something, this is something that the Lord is in, has invited us into collectively as a community to always remind ourselves what's going on. Like, what could potentially be happening? How do I put these pieces together? How do I participate in this? And um, I mentioned that we landed at the end of the Festival of Booths last week. And it's just a cool practice that, um, that lives in the Jewish tradition is at the end of every year as it winds down, they celebrate because they've completed an amazing task. But now they need to kind of re-examine what they've learned the need to re-examine what we think we know over and over again. It's like a cycle. He continues to call us back into, to, into community. To not give up on the thing that he is doing here. The good thing that he's doing here. Now we might get weak knees and we need some strength and that's where we draw on each other. And we come together in prayer and we collaborate to make sure that no one gets left behind that no one gets left behind. And right now, there are definitely needs in our community. For one, we need new hosts for community groups. Discern in prayer, whether that's something that you're you're being called to in this next season, heading into the next practice. It's something that is part of the ethos of our community. And there are people that need to grow spiritually in community. And numbers are important. We need to stay intimate. We need to stay um, engaged with one another. So that's, that's one way. Then there's the benevolent fund that practically weighs that we give and that we steward the finances that God has given us. The purpose project that Christina was talking about, to come together in that way, these are where conversations happen that cross-pollinate into the world. I believe it, you know? This, this is important for us. So from the, f- the throne flows a river renewal. So I'm going to remind you where we got this, um, this, this vision from at the beginning of last year. And this has been happening in our church. I could testify to that. I see it happening in our community and extended community. In Revelations 22, verses 1 through 3. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street and city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Yielding its fruit every month. And I repeat myself every time I come up, come up here. What kind of fruit is yielding out of this community, into the world? And I see it yielding. Are you seeing it? Are you participating in it? Are we coming into the community of faith first and putting into practice what we believe about Jesus? This is what we believe about Jesus. I'm going to put this into practice with brothers and sisters. And that will transform the world. Like, you don't even need to go out into the world. That's just going to transform the world in itself if we put our faith into practice in that way. That's what Paul is saying here. Super practical. Right, Isla? Every time she just responds to me, I know I said something good. So I'm going to stand up. Maybe you feel tired. Like me. Maybe you still feel, like, challenged. Like you're sort of just tethering in obscurity about, what do I do next? Is this is very practical. But if you need prayer, during worship, as we respond... You could come up here by the stage and people will come to pray over you. And I really believe that God has some beautiful things for each and every one of us in this room and this community. For those that are here this morning and those that aren't here this morning. Like He is doing something very unique, specific, and particular here with this people. I believe it. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to go into worship. And for those of you who need prayer for whatever it may be in your life, I really encourage you to come down to the steps here during worship in response, and someone will come pray over you. Heavenly Father, sometimes uh, these practical messages about how we can just Uh, gather together in your name and be transformed for the world, world around us. Kind of sounds so simple, but yet so difficult to navigate next steps. And maybe there's some in our community here this morning who need to be filled with renewed strength and regeneration. For the practical ways you're calling us to be your people what is next for us lord jesus we thank you that you have demonstrated demonstrated a perfect life a perfect way to navigate all of the the differences and the contrasts in our world and the heavy topics and conversations, um, but you hold all the wisdom that you stand in the midst of us as your followers and promise us wisdom for the journey, patience for the journey, strength for the journey, Joy. So I pray that anybody that is feeling that sense of um, of not knowing what's next, or you would meet them there. This is where you're at work. This is where um, we come to hear your voice. We worship you, God. We worship you. In Jesus' name.